Act Two, Scene Two. A woods on a summery day. A mountain is above. And beyond the horizon of the forest, distantly, a pearly cascade plunges from its peak. And where it crashes, a mist rises. Warm winds blew last year's leaf. Songbirds darted, chased by love, while Mephistopheles gnawed upon a leg, a joint of pig, some lamb or else a cow. It grossly glossed his face with grease, and he would hand it then to Faustus, but he refused it, feeling nauseous. Mephistopheles leaned back against the tree. A summer's eve, the winter's gone away. He settled and he sighed. He observed the beauty of the day, offhandedly noting the glamour of a clouded sky. And laying down his well-chewed knob of meat, for a swarm of clamoring ants to eat, he watched them warmly, smiling, as anxiously they came, climbing out of their hole, enveloping the bone, devouring flesh and fat, while Faustus sat, cross-legged and gazed, at him numbly, dazed. What more can there be, the companion reflected, while so many pert butterflies flitted and pretty petals profusely showered, the ripened roses and burst-blossomed peaches spangling tattered confectionery across the sunny beams which transomed air streams midst fragrance rich with forest resins, joining flavored and adoring winds. When then, bright clear bells ringing from high church spires tolling, spilled notes falling, shimmering glissades in glassen cascades, melodies glistering and crystalline, heard when breaking, when broken are made, this transience, this life, in sudden instance. Faustus, now aware, asked him coldly, What are you? What is your nature? And what's your birth? M stared back impassively. Impenetrable, a shadow passed to eclipse the thought, but rising came and darkened then. Made up, emoting mime, clown masks, painted face upon a face, oily in its substance. His makeup is obvious illusion, but does it signify something of him or something hidden? Does their emotion or logic, scheme or impulse, ploy or desperation lie beneath? He thought, what face inside this face? He could not tell. Was it angry or did not care? Happiness? Despair? He deceived so well, M could not himself say what he may be, whether he meant honestly any one thing or another. M said, you think to be profound, that's your failure, but let it be. What is real? What is reality? And by a gesture, the world fades, is noiseless, depthless, blank, and then returns, is in a blink. What illusion that you may take to be whatever thing you think. See how what I think 
becomes and flourishing a gesture widely. Fancifully, the songbirds fly backwards and fallen leaves rise up and heal on their trees and the flesh gathers fresh and full to the joint of meat. Everything repeats. Backwards crawling, the ants sink backwards, swarming to return like water swirling down a dark drain, sucked down their hole again. Yet again, reversing this command, what reversed was recommenced. The hot sun, what had been, the same again, its barren repetition. See what becomes, you or world, arising immaterially, does it matter? He smiles and caresses his face. Are these true tears, the comic cries? What is solid is a sponge of space, and what is space but nothingness? So all that is is not, yet from what is not comes all that is. Faustus felt sickened. Vertigo swept up, drowning him. Drowning, he gasped. But M stood suddenly. M raised his hands and spoke above him to an unseen one. I will tell the secret, he exclaimed, how it is that angels go retreating now to heaven from those who'd take dominion of this beleaguered globe. M turned to see him. It's always been... Between the skies and seas, between the clouds and trees, aerial creatures will be. Not birds, not birds like these, not first, but other silent dancers of the winds who whirl and soar, glide, climb, dive, go lightly up again, winged and unwinged too. Some like me have always been, and are free, while others whom I do not name have been tamed to worship, kneel, and simpering to this god they call, who is not here, but there, he points, aloft, aloof, above. And there they long to be with him instead of down here with you and me. So let them be, be gone, far away, imperial. He spat contemptuously. A sizzling, hissing sputum shot deeply into the ground, like a searing molten rod made smoldering a hole where it had plunged. Of course, our penalty is to see and endure the havoc and the wreck that you make of our planet. You emulate these angels, you see, and share contempt for the world as do they. For the sorrows, oh yes, and for the pleasures and the gifts. Like these flowers, these ants, and your belly too. To be angels, you'd remake your life that was given so gladly and complete, corrupting what's pure from the start, with ambition for suffering to go all away and take it all feelings, all passions, all dear and aching, tender and beautiful things like this greasy joint of meat, a feast, a festering, gorgeous, rotten, lifeverse glut of possibilities. It teems with rapacity and ripens to decay. It's so marvelous. 
Ah, I can't breathe. Several tracking tears streaked his cosmetic cheek. I understand. I can care. But to the angels whom you pursue, you are shit. You are sores. They do not want you near. They want you gone. If you approach them, they will flee. It's not us. It's you that stinks to heaven, you see. Not I. Not us. We are not the demons here. We want the world to be just as it was, even when it was paradise. What you want so much. But you, you cannot leave it well enough alone, and always needing change to perfect, to suit your wants, suit your needs. Well, let it be. The oceans will die, the skies will soon. The cities of man will shroud the whole great globe and machines insinuate your body and soul. Thoughts, even aspects of heart, will inhere the artificial and material toward purposes utilitarian and commercial, banal and mundane. Imagery of shallow light, projections upon a flat, plain, dull surface of glass, framed in empty windows, mock miniatures of real life, will paint for entertainment. Poetry, art, religion will desiccate. There will be no true emotion felt for want of superstition or belief. Metallical bone and rubberized flesh will make a life long, but long living will be empty, vapid, and heartless. A world with no green, a sky with no blue, a labyrinth of mirror and glass, a city of artifice and device. Your lights will bleach the night, the moon will fade away, the stars go out of sight, the last living bloom in dry laboratories will die for replication of a dust you seek, as ghosts must eat the dust of the dead. So all the world will be made, of man for man, and all that matters is the self, and what shall be God but your own image? And that will be the one true God who loves you, that God who looks like you, thinks as you. Who else did you think it could ever be? Faustus had not listened well. He heard, he pondered, he had understood, but something said in dissertation moved his mind as currents that are not seen. Dissolved in being, bear the being born. That which moving moves now appears with surprise. Mephistopheles felt them. Faustus spoke with misdirected menace. Whatever manifests fate, he declared, if fate is not chance, is not kindly, nor loving, nor good naturally, men die miserably, and see their children die helplessly, in infancy, at play, or even asleep. God makes the child. God makes the worm which enters the child's eye and gnaws into its brain. 
What sort of God is he to cause our children's suffering needlessly? Innocent at birth, innocent in life, the plague took my sister from me when she was only three. If I could, one time, see her again, if I could hold her, kiss her, but no, that's not enough. She should be reborn. She should not have died. Mephistopheles wondered. What does he talk about? Faustus stood and looked on him. He cried, Spirit. Spirit, I know what I must do. Prepare me. Give me the power that I seek. I demand of you. Bring back the dead. No, do not do this, Faustus, Mephistopheles advised. You turn the wheel against itself. But Faustus would not forsake the determined vow he'd made. Mm -hmm.